0: And, uh, this, uh, this is a top three podcast. Three. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a top three podcast where we are honoring the time-old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. My name is Dave Jackson, joined today by Aaron Angle, Sup, Alan Nichols. Hey there, everybody! Fan favorite bloodbath McGrath. Are you are you owed blood? Are you missing your blood?
1: You need blood now. <laughs> Call. JG bloodbath1877 blood now and get the blood that's coming to you.
0: <laughs> Absolutely perfect, dude. No <laughs> notes. Yep. Yep. Uh, that phone number is uh, owned and operated by The Tube, and a representative will be with you as soon as we can. We're also joined today by a very special guest, top three enthusiast, Jordan Parks. Hey, everybody. Hey, dude. Welcome to the show.
2: Thanks.
3: I'm very excited to have Jordan here. He's a very good friend of mine, a huge video game guy. And uh, one time him and I spent two years writing a very bad musical. Now, I bet you're asking yourself, Aaron, that's that's pretty fucked up of you to shit on something that you and Jordan wrote by calling it bad. (laughs) Uh, But what you must know is that I had lost the file for that musical for 10 plus years. Uh, I recently found it and read through it, and it's very bad. The only parts (laughs) of it that are good are the songs which i'll never take back and anything jordan came up with jordan i love you i'm excited to have you on here man talk video games
2: (laughs) miss talk to you general bro yes thank you so much guys very happy to be here always happy to write a musical too if anybody needs help let me know he's Uh, the guy who connects
3: stuff i'm the idea guy he connects stuff that's what he's good at he's very very good at it glad to have you dude
0: and we may have hinted at it before, but today we're going to be talking about our top three retro games that we want re-released. Top three retro games that we want re-released. Uh, but before we start, a couple things. Uh, first of all, guys, did you know this is episode 50 of a top three podcast right here?
3: Uh. Oh. Um. Celebrate top three. Come on. It's a top celebration.
0: Yeah, episode good. fifty of a top three podcast. This one right here. So, I'm looking forward to it. Video games are always a topic I'm ready to talk about. And uh, this podcast, as always, is brought to you by the slew of rat-related content uh, coming from Rat Boy, the Blood Reds Mad Podcast, and the Rat Hour with Rat Boy. So, does anyone have uh, a little sneak peek on what's coming up this week on the uh, the rat content? Only that
1: the rat boy is a maniac he's threatening the government he's threatening our lives he's threatening <laughs> our national security he must be stopped he is a menace also check out his content it's pretty interesting
3: <laughs> it's pretty cool my favorite part is how all the links in the description to his podcast lead to gifts of porn star lisa ann it's very very strange but he's really leading into this lisa ann thing lately so i'm mm-hmm. uh, you know i'm i'm, I'm in I'm definitely in.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of a trap, actually. You you may go to the Rat Hour expecting a bunch of content based on you know fruit, uh birds that he sees outside. You may think that that's what's happening on the Rat Hour, but yeah, it's really just mostly Lisa Ann at this point.
3: <laughs> yeah, the government, the government stuff, just kind of like he he goes off of tangents on that while in the middle of talking about Lisa Ann.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh. You know, I would be concerned if I cared about his well-being. Yeah.
3: Correct. That's the only yeah. answer.
0: So let's get into talking about our retro games. Is this, If this is the first time uh, on the show, uh, listening to the show, the way that this works is we've all picked our top three retro games uh, that we want to see re-released. We're going to go around. Um, everyone says they're number threes. We chat, then a number twos, then number ones. Quick honorable mentions at the end, and then as usual when we have video game topics, we have a lot of listener top threes to talk about at the end of the episode. So I am going to uh, turn it over to you guys. Uh, First of all, Jordan, you brought this topic to us, so kind of give us like what kind of games do you like to play? Are you big into retro games, or are you kind of hoping that they get re-released so that uh, they get quality of life and stuff like that. Where are you coming at this from?
2: yeah, i I have been frustrated actually, for the past couple of years with games um where you have these like big triple a budget games and and you get at least I was getting excited about them, like cyberpunk, and then they'd come out and they were just kind of not anywhere close to what I was hoping for, right? And so I feeling sort of angry with games in general, went back and just started emulating games um and just playing through i mean just a huge collection all of the old nintendo games sega genesis super nintendo and playing them really did help me sort of like fall back in love with all of these old games and uh so the, yeah that's where my mind has been for the past like kind of year year and a half is really just sort of having so much fun and there's so much um you know i love listening to podcasts people talk about stuff i didn't even know existed um ports of arcade games um or japanese or like european exclusive stuff so there there's just so much in in the back catalog right um that it it's been such a blast to kind of jump in and see what's out there i've been collecting a little bit of old stuff um so that's kind of where yeah that my passion's been for the past couple of years is really just having a lot of fun going back and playing this older stuff um and that's what i want to ask you guys like you know what is sort of trapped on these old systems that you'd love to play again. Um, and we can't just always dip right back into.
4: Mm hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: So since
0: this, uh, since this title has the word retro in the title, top three retro games that we want to have re-released, uh, the way that I made my list and I get your guys' opinions too, is like, I kind of abided by anything that was released for, Because people say 10 years, right? 10 years. That's the retro cutoff. But like, we're coming up on like PS4 games being 10 years old. It'll be like next year. Uh, So I don't think that a PS4 game can be considered retro. That's kind of weird to me. So I. I'm keeping with like nothing older or nothing younger than 10 years for sure but i'm trying to go a little bit further back with most of my picks what do you guys think what do, what are you considering retro for this i definitely
1: agree with what aaron said and i went way back on a lot of my picks um I would say i'm like the retro game guy so like there's a lot of games i thought of that would be cool to see redone but i just want to make sure we're on the same page when we say that these are like re-released does that mean like they get like updated graphics or that the games get changed in any way or they get modernized in some way? I mean, is it just sort of open to interpretation based on whatever pick we're making?
2: When I had envisioned it, I had sort of thought of like, it's just the, the classic version of the game as it existed in the past. I do think that there's maybe a whole episode you could do that is uh, a good idea that deserves to be totally remade from the ground up, like Final Fantasy VII Remake. You know, and, and sort of totally mm-hmm. uh change everything. Um yeah. but but for my thought it was like just let's just take an old piece of software and and make it accessible on a modern uh system. So things that aren't on Nintendo Switch or or you know, PS four or five, Xbox, you know, the newest series, like just yeah, what what's sort of lost to time that we could just have access to now?
0: Yeah. I was thinking about this as like I included remasters and kind of like, you know, they, <laughs> they released final fantasy seven, the original one on modern consoles, but they added in like fast forward and stuff like that. So I'm kind of counting that kind of stuff too. Cause it's really not often that you get an older game released on a modern console without some kind of quality of life, uh, stuff except for Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't fucking change anything. Um, Nintendo doesn't really even try to optimize those old games they put on the Switch now. They just fucking throw them on there. So yeah,
2: those N (laughs) sixty four ports where the water textures were like embarrassing is a great example. It took them like six or seven months to fix it, but it's Mm -hmm. like that that's been fixed in the emulation scene for years. I you know how how did they fumble that so hard?
0: Right. So I think the only thing I I wasn't considering for this topic was like actual remakes like final fantasy seven remake and stuff that that's a different topic i think for sure okay. i agree there
4: so i'm i'm clearly the video game expert on this podcast right yes so, i mean I, I i envision myself having a ton to say in this episode and uh i think it's going to be really exciting but yeah. uh, <laughs> i was not i was not clear on what the difference between a remake and a remaster and a reboot and a and a virtual console and we're gonna work with I, you alan none think, of us expect i you think to that they're all the same thing i think that all of those are the same thing so i was not clear on what the rules are that's all uh, right but you, you do you alan but you do you i've got some i got some excellent answers that i think could make someone some money uh okay. so yeah that's where i'm coming from
0: okay well i what i was getting at with that like what's the cutoff for retro thing is that the main thing I want to avoid is spending a bunch of time debating what is retro. So like I just wanted to get everyone's thoughts, but like the my goal is to just throw out games that you want to have released on modern consoles that aren't there. And if it's, you know, if someone's like, yeah, I would love to have uh some game that came out in 2018, I'm like, okay, that's, you know, okay, all right, okay. But for everything okay. else, it's it's. <laughs> for everything else, it's pretty like we we all know the basic idea of what we're talking about. So, um okay, yeah,
2: yeah. I, that that reminds me. I saw this great meme that was like what you think video games were like twenty years ago, and it shows like Super Mario World and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's like what video games actually were twenty years ago, and it's like Grand Theft Auto, 3. Final Fantasy ten, yeah, yeah and Halo, <laughs> yes. And you're like, oh my God, is that how old I am? That that you're was that 20 old. years ago, yeah. Jordan, yeah. you have a full
3: grown man mustache, dude.
2: Think about that. It goes down over my lips. I know, dude, it's very <laughs> sexy.
0: And yeah, I guess, and the reason we want to talk about this is because uh, like Jordan, you, you have a note here about like how weird video games are compared to other media. Um, and I think it's a really good point that should be brought up
2: yeah it it video games have a unique problem that no other media faces, and that's uh you lose access to it <laughs> so um you can play um a movie from from ten to thirty years ago. no problem. you can buy it on your phone and stream it and you know with it you're like only within a few minutes away from being able to have access to any movie, any book. Uh, any album from the past 10 to 30 years no, with no issues. But for video games, you're, you're locked out to if, if that software exists on the modern platform or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you either have to sort of you know, break the law, right, and emulate something illegally, or you are having to track down all of these old pieces of hardware and software to try to get them to run, and that can be a pain and bring on its own challenges as well. And And TVs don't even have half
3: of those things. Yes, right. Exactly. A Super Nintendo right now, like if you go somewhere to buy a new Super Nintendo, they're going to charge you like the price of like a PS4, dude. Like if you want it like in cherry fucking condition, man. Jordan, that's a really good fucking point, dude, about accessibility to these games is like obviously you can go on a PC and emulate it or you can go find a version of it on Steam but and and I do think we're going to see like an increase in the amount of people that like use PCs as their primary gaming system like as time goes on but like I don't have a PC and like I know a ton of people who don't have a PC so uh, the way I kind of went at it was okay like what game right now would be awesome if I could get it on my Switch or my PS5 that I haven't been able to play for 10 plus years so you know mm-hmm. but it's really really good point you made
0: Jordan yeah i mean like it Some of these video games are like revered classics in the medium, and it would be like saying like, uh, I really want to watch Lawrence of Arabia, but like they literally don't make it anymore. I can't watch it anywhere. That's <laughs> Stopped on VHS. It's, yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. It would uh like, oh, yeah, I you know what I really want to do? I really want to watch Soul Plane, but... They haven't put it on any (laughs) modern platforms, so people just cannot enjoy the classic movie Soul Plane. And (laughs) That's that's, how
3: governments get taken down. You got to give people the access to Soul Plane.
0: It's a good point that video games are kind of unique in that. So I'm going to get us into our lists here. Um, And my number three are uh, a companion pair of games um, for the Game Boy Color. Yeah. And uh, it's The Legend of Zelda. Uh, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons games which Good answer. are the, for some reason like you know Link's Awakening got a full not a remake but like a a new art style it's it's the same game under that art style but they they redid the art and they released it on Switch and you had to pay $60 for it they did that for Link's Awakening a Link to the Past got put on the uh Super Nintendo you know system there on the Switch uh, and a lot of the other Zelda games have been. I mean, A Link to the Past also kind of got reimagined for the 3DS, but the Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons games, nothing. They're just on the Game Boy Color, never been re released to the best of my knowledge. And I remember those games being a lot of fun. They had a lot of weird, like, Zelda ideas. Like, that it seems like games where they were like okay so last time we we did links awakening and that was kind of a weird story what if we had all the weirdest fucking items in this game you got to ride animals and you could change time and change the seasons and that's part of your like puzzle solving in a Zelda game i just remember those being real fun i would like to play them again i mean i will play them again cuz i think emulation's a good thing in this in these cases we're talking about today so i have them but um I would like them to be released so that everyone who's not going to spend a bunch of time emulating can easily just like play them. So Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons.
3: I was one of those people who paid $60 to replay Link's Awakening, and I was extremely underwhelmed. I do think that uh the games in that series that are closest to link's awakening which is one of my favorite all-time zelda games is oracle of ages and oracle of seasons and while they're essentially the same game like that doesn't bother me because i want like i wanted to play them both equally like no matter what order i did it in um but i so i really didn't like the reimagining of link's awakening the the remake of it i thought the game was, like, pretty dark and kind of, like, mesmerizing and fucked up, and I feel like the cutesy graphics they put behind it were a little, like, meh. But I uh, I do think that uh, if they were to... I just don't want them to remake Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons the way they did Link's Awakening. Like, if I'm going to play them again, I prefer that style. I prefer that, like, that art direction in the game because I do feel like it makes the games, like... Inherently like a little bit darker, which is kind of what I like about Zelda, is when they're able to do those things. So but yeah, no, dude, great answer.
2: Both of those games were awesome. I'd love to play them again. Yeah, when when Link's Awakening came out, I remember actually saying to my brother, how long until they remake Oracle of Ages and Seasons in that art style. Um, so I mean, to disagree with Aaron, like I would love if they remade that with that sort of cutesy art style. Cause you gotta figure. Ninety-nine percent of their work is already done, right? That's why they, that's why they did it the way they did back on the Game Boys, because they already had all the art assets, mm-hmm. and just built a different game off of that. So I would love to see them do that, uh, that like tin toy art art style on Oracle of Ages and Seasons, because I love that game too so much.
0: Yeah, my thing with the Link's Awakening remake was like I I thought it looked good, but. Once you started playing it and you realized that like it is actually just a Game Boy game under the hood, they changed nothing except for the way it looks, and that was not what I thought it was. When I first saw it, I thought they were like, oh, this is going to control more smoothly and stuff like that, but that's not how it was, so I quickly got tired of it, um, but and I kind of agree with Aaron. Like I, I like the old Game Boy Color like, aesthetic for Zelda. So I'm kind of hoping if they ever make Game Boy on the Switch virtual console, they put those on there. Um, Once again, I'm not going to pay extra for all that stuff because I have it all on my 3DS uh, right now. But yeah, I I hope they bring it because I think those games were fun and that means more people can play them. So yeah, my number three. Uh, Aaron, what's your number three?
3: All right. My number three Or a uh, it's a couple of games, but uh, my number three is basically any game that I enjoyed that was on the virtual boy. Uh, So I never had a uh, virtual boy as a child, but my best friend growing up did. And I would fight, maim, and kill any kid at the Piqua Kmart to make sure that I was playing (laughs) it while my mom was shopping. I did not give a fuck. I was violent. (laughs) Right. And so. I've talked about, like, you know, how I have an Oculus and while the allure has kind of like, you know, gone away from what I feel about that system, when you look at the Switch... They're re-releasing old Nintendo and Super Nintendo games, PlayStation. They're releasing old PS1 games and shit like that. So they're letting you experience like what the system kind of was like when it wasn't what it was like when it when it didn't have the graphical capabilities or storage space or whatever to create games like they can today. To me, like the Virtual Boy is kind of like a predecessor to what the Oculus is today. And I think it would be really, really cool. If I was able to use the Oculus and like not play a game that was in virtual reality, but play a game that was more rooted in kind of what the virtual boy was like the, the old school, putting something over your fucking eyes uh, kind of thing. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about it a whole lot more because, like I said, I, I I never had one, but I, I always really enjoyed playing it. A uh, couple of games, uh, virtual reality baseball, virtual league baseball is, I believe what it's called. Fucking awesome. Wario Land had a game. Uh, Mario had a uh, 2D platforming game and also a uh, tennis game that was really cool. Bomberman was on there. So they had a lot of really cool ideas that I think would be really cool to experience like via uh, the, the Oculus. I think it'd be really cool to plop on the Oculus, play like a game in the old, <laughs> you know, like... Uh, just just not in virtual reality but like like the virtual boy was so that uh that is going to be my number three is going to be uh the couple of games that i really enjoyed on virtual boy being brought back to the oculus would be really cool
0: it i was just gonna say it would be really cool to play a vr game with like 3d 16-bit pixel art like that would be cool
3: yes it would. Be, it would be very awesome
2: well, and the Virtual Boy has received like no love from Nintendo. It's like they treated it like, treat it it like was, a fucking joke, dude. Well, like and a it was, joke. It was this like catastrophic yes. failure. Like they were concerned about children's burning their eyes out and stuff like that. Like it didn't it, it didn't sell hardly any units. It was, you know, unsupported within the matter of like a year or two. Um but yeah, I mean, I remember when I was in high school, one of my buddies uh had one and so i spent a whole day playing like wario on it and like that those are so good i would like to see that again
3: they're legitimately good games and they do not have the benefit of being on the super nintendo or the regular nintendo like if you would take those games and like put them you know background them with like the capabilities they would be like really popular that baseball game i mean it was really our first introduction into Virtual reality, like in the home, and you know it didn't hit for like thirty years after that. But like that, that was really like the the grassroots kind of movement of that sort of like style of playing a video game. I would just, I, I, you know, like I can go on my Switch right now and I can get that pay, pay money for that stupid fucking Nintendo thing and play Donkey Kong if I want to. I wish I had that option on the Oculus to like be like, hey you know pay ten dollars you can go into virtual boy mode and play all the old virtual boy games I, especially that wario on jordan that game was so fucking good uh every yeah. actually like every yeah. wario game i've ever played is awesome now that i think about it but that would be just being able to have that virtual boy experience the, if i played it on like a tv screen it wouldn't be the same I'd, i feel like now like if i was going to modernize it i'd have to play it through the oculus and that is just like a in aaron's journal writing to santa claus type wish but it would be very very cool
1: yeah, uh, the Virtual Boy was neat, man. I didn't have one either, but I think like you, like you go to the Kmart in Piqua, and you could play it. It's a neat... <laughs> I mean, I think it was neat. Like, it was a neat idea. Like, I wish, um, I wish, like you guys were saying, there was more support behind it and, and stuff like that. And it is, it is really weird, especially now in the age of, like, um, you know, streaming, and you have, like, Disney and all these people that own so much intellectual property it's weird to think that nintendo doesn't just have like this like huge back catalog of just like all the stuff um throughout the generations that you could like you know pay x amount of money a month to put but just have access
0: to that's seems like it's a real missed opportunity but um yeah i I never had a virtual boy i'll be honest i actually don't know what one looks like and i don't know what the games look like i just know that like jordan said nintendo's kind of just, like, willfully forgetting about it. Like, so... And everyone shits on it constantly. That's literally the only reason I know what it is is because people shit on it all the time.
3: It was... uh, when, When you're eight dude you know stephen king has that thing has that preface called on being 19 where he talks about like being a 19 year old is being wild and grandiose and your ideas and how you write and blah, blah 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 that's what it was like on the video game landscape when you're like anywhere between the ages of like 7 and 13 like every new idea is absolutely crazy to you so like i said i i, I wouldn't like i wouldn't you know sign over a whole paycheck to have the opportunity to get to do that like you know but like Eh, you know, they put it on the Oculus, make it 1999, maybe wait for a sale, make it 1783, you know. I'd i I'd buy that. I think it'd be
0: cool. <laughs> All right. Alan, what's your number three?
4: Uh my number three. This was this was a tough one. Um, my number three is the Oregon Trail. <laughs> okay, like hell oh, yeah. A re-release of the Oregon hey. Trail. Um, so let me let me explain. So I, like I said, I wasn't clear on what the topic was, so this is one that I think would really benefit from, what do you call them, quality of life? Yeah. Quality of life and, like, updated to current systems. So I don't know if this is one that works for this situation, uh, and if it doesn't, I still want Oregon Trail, but I want to be able to play it on my cell phone. So I think that one at least counts. Well,
3: Alex, great news, Alan. You absolutely can. They have yeah. eighty-six different kinds of Oregon Trail. Now, what I would say on my is my cell phone.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh There's yeah, there's, dude, there's, a, uh, there's an official yeah, one. Like the they officially like remade it and put it on um, phones.
4: Huh? How is? Have you played it? Is it
0: fun? no? But oh, okay, um. No. My I'm going to I'm going to download it. <laughs> yeah, friends over at uh, Playalong Podcast uh, did a whole podcast episode about it, and they, they, they said it's really good. Okay, yeah, so well, here... He, that's excellent news.
2: Go ahead, Jordan. I was going to say, I picked it up on Apple Arcade, um, and it is incredible. The newest version of Oregon Trail, like super worth your time, um, was the art style, the music, the decision making process they even mentioned like bringing in indigenous peoples um and having their input they have special storylines that follow what that part of the country looks like it's pretty incredible man huh yeah
4: and and
3: and, and well, i'm going to go See, it a is step- a good idea So, and I'm going to go even a step further with you, Alan, and be like, kind of like the way at least I viewed it. Like, I know there are games I can buy, like, that are on my list that I can buy on iOS, or I can get on, like, a tablet or something. I I don't count that. What I want is, what could I put on my PS5 right now? That would be really fucking awesome. I'm going to tell you this. If they put, I, I would never, ever... I would never play that fucking game on my phone, dude. But if they released that uh, Oregon Trail that uh, Jordan was talking about on the PlayStation 5 for like five bucks, I'd buy it. That's just that, you know, just blow through that every once in a while. I'm, I, I think it's, a, I think it's a great answer, Alan, like personally. I think
0: it'd be a great phone game. Like, I hate playing games on my phone because I can't concentrate, but like, yeah. I think, like Alan's talked before about how phone games, it's just like, uh, you know, you have a break for five minutes. You want to just do something on your phone. Why not make a few decisions in the Oregon Trail? That seems like a yeah. pretty perfect game <laughs> for
4: it. Roll the <laughs> dice.
0: See if you get dysentery. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, yeah. You know?
3: Blood, Bloodbath died of diphtheria. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: I always died of diphtheria. God damn it.
3: And he and keeps came- coming back no matter how many times we give him diphtheria. Very impressed.
0: And I don't remember, but I don't remember in the old version, but in the in the new version, you can for sure name the characters after like friends and family and stuff, and that adds Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah.
4: And I'll tell you this, Alan. Some personality. You
3: you can go spend two dollars. There's a game called the Oregon Trail, which is the Oregon Trail, but set in a zombie like, uh, post-apocalypse, so it's like, you, you, you play it, so it's exactly like the Oregon Trail, but it's, it's the Oregon Trail, so it's, like, a zombie adventure all the way through. Two dollars, go buy it on your phone. I, I have it on my phone, and I play it, like, more than I play any other phone game, like, in my, oh, there's nothing going on at work, and I don't feel like lifting anything, so I'm just gonna play the Oregon Trail for a little bit, and I'll tell you, the other day I was playing it at work, and it said, it said, Bloodbath started making a really annoying noise. And brought down the uh, <laughs> brought down the energy of everybody in the group, and everybody <laughs> lost like fifteen health. And I almost took a picture of it, but I accidentally clicked the box. But it was it was very funny. It's just like bloodbath makes a really annoying noise. Everybody's like, Ugh! like morale just drops. Like, everybody loses, like ten health. It's like if you lose twenty four gold. He's doing the
0: he's doing the noise from Dumb and Dumber, and everyone's like,
3: oh, God, <laughs> damn it again. He's doing the Michael Bubba
0: realistic that
4: way
3: way
0: too much. All right, so Alan, what's your n- no, never mind, all right, so bloodbath, what's your <laughs> no, number I want to go
4: again
1: <laughs> so my number three is um gonna be a game for the Nintendo Entertainment System, and it's called commando, Not to be confused with um the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. This is not a tie in for that game or anything like that. It's just a simple game for the nintendo called commando we used to have it when i was a real little kid Uh, we had a nintendo like that's uh you know one of the like five or six games that we had for it the premise is you it's like an overhead view uh you're a soldier you jump out of a plane and you're like working your way from like one didn't you know the bottom of the screen to the top and along the way there's all these you know different uh turrets and soldiers and um you know enemies to fight and like when you like shoot at them it's just these like w- white round balls that come out of your gun and like that's what they're shooting at you and they're it's sort of like a galaga style where it's like you have these like long lines of like fire and you like you have to like you know maneuver and avoid hitting them and you know not touch any like obst uh, uh, obstacles or anything like that um and you know you basically kind of like work your way through the screen like sort of in a pattern it's a lot like galga although like i said you're supposed to be like a soldier on the ground like running to like the end of the stage was where there's like a fort or bunker that you're trying to break into and like then you just start the next stage and it's like a different variation of that you know that's and it's one of those things that, you know there's like a hundred some odd levels because like they just do these like slight variations each time and like you know you get different enemy patterns and different you know um, configurations and like again like the whole you know uh purpose is to kind of zigzag your way and come up with these like interesting patterns and like little like you know kind of like real time like kind of like puzzle maneuvers sort of figure out the different um, things that are going on on the screen um can't find it anywhere can't find anyone that ever really talks about it again it was made for the nintendo so it's very old um so it'd be cool to at least have access to it to be played again i'm sure you can probably find it on an emulator somewhere but like you know just something that could be re-released that you could play with like, you know, updated graphics and, you know, a little bit, you know, the mechanics work really well because they're so kind of rudimentary and fundamental and like that's sort of the basis of the game. But, you know, just definitely like, you know, a little bit of an updated graphics um, to make it a little bit more uh, palatable for 2022. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's my pick.
3: And here, here, Here's where I'll jump in real quick. I, I never played this game, so I don't have a ton to say, but like, in, in in that time like those those galaga style games that was action that was halo like back then dude like when you went to like you know arcades used to be like way more popular you know back in the day day and and a lot of games there like followed that exact same sort of like script to creating their games like I, I, I have never played it. I looked at the cover art and it's just like a guy in an American army uniform in front of some explosion. Yep. So I'm like, oh, yeah, If I was a little kid. <laughs> and I saw that at the store. I'd beg my mom to get it for me. But yeah, Bloodbath, I like I said, I never played it. But I, I, I those were the, the those were big fucking games. Those are action packed games. back They are. Then. So and what's interesting, what's
1: interesting about what you're saying, too, is if you I think I've seen like one YouTube video of somebody doing a playthrough of it. Like if you go and watch it again, I know the graphics are going to be like hard for a lot of people to like kind of appreciate but like, for what it is, like it really the art styles captures everything really well like it's it's very easy to understand what you're looking at it's very easy to understand and get a sense of like the speed and momentum and the action that's going on on screen and the animation so I, I think it's really really neat like if you just and I wouldn't want the style changed at all like really like I like you know kind of like those like 16 you know 8-bit 16-bit pixel art style so like I wouldn't like change it a lot just make it a little smoother a little cleaner you m- make it run a little bit better um. But yeah, no, that's and that's like sort of the beauty of it. The game is so simple that like you know you don't need to change the mechanics. And like again, if you like if you were to look a video of it up, like the art style too is so like you know rudimentary and like some, you know just basic that like again you wouldn't even really want to change it. It works really really well.
0: Yeah, I, I even checked the Nintendo Switch like online thing when you were talking about it, and it's not even on there. So yeah, it's a cool. super
1: obscure game.
0: As we come to expect from the blood man.
2: (laughs) All right, Jordan, what's your number three? So for my number three, I have a 2008 Wii game uh, called Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Ooh.
0: Ooh. (laughs) Uh, Go on, go on, go on. (laughs) uh,
2: So 14 years old. It's crazy to think that it's been that long since we got the Wii Smash Brothers game. Um, but there and it's not just anybody listening would go, Jordan, Smash Brothers just came out on the Switch with all the DLCs and everything, blah, 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 blah. Yes, but there's one big feature that is missing from every other Smash Brothers game, uh, other than that one from the Wii, and uh-huh. that is the sub space emissary mode. Right.
3: Uh-huh. You know, me and Jordan played that together. <laughs> we played yes. that we pulled an all-nighter and played through that story together and jordan that was the best we were just drinking energy drinks bro and yeah. jordan <laughs> didn't smoke pot but i did so i'd pop outside <laughs> and smoke a little pot every once in a while and yes. we played through that whole thing in one night that was dude, that
2: that was it, so cool dude it, it, it was incredible it was very so surreal to see all of these characters it's
3: good how was it so
2: good I, like it's so surreal like i i love all these characters and like all of a sudden pikachu and samus are running down a hallway as a spaceship explodes and i'm like i'm we stayed up all night and i'm like starting to lose my mind and it's like everyone is Getting dead better- at the end of the game except for luigi and then luigi has to save everybody (laughs)
3: kirby's the other hero kirby was like goaded in that fucking mode kirby
2: kirby is literally invincible and so yes like the first one that gets killed at the end of the game by master hand is kirby and once he's taken out the rest of the heroes lose but yeah like you know and then at the end you unlock sonic like in the middle of like the climactic boss battle you get sonic the hedgehog and like it was so trippy, so much fun. It had co-op uh, on the subspace emissary. It was like a brawler. You go left to right. There were, yeah, platforming sections. It was such a blast. They had full cut scene. I mean, just so, so, so much in oh. subspace emissary that they've mm-hmm. never repeated anywhere else. Um, uh, so I was, was so pick. so
3: no, and and that's great. What what you're saying is is that what, I think what you're really saying is, is like I wish that the next Super Smash Brothers game has as enriching I, 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 has a good story mode, dude. Because like I played the quote unquote story mode for the new Smash game on Switch, and it's fucking trash, dude. Yeah, it it's, fucking
0: it's, sucks. It's terrible. I hate the World of Light so much. It's so it's such a slog. It's Same not really here. like. It's it's not really like a story adventure mode like the Subspace Emissary or even the adventure mode in Melee. It's yeah, more just yes. like, it's just like a collection of challenges, like challenge fights. It's not like a, you know, adventure mode. I agree, dude. The Subspace Emissary fucking rocks and Brawl was like, all like the, the people who like, I feel like the quote unquote Smash Brothers community is like, melee is like the true smash brothers game but like in my head like with with how much i played smash brawl is the the smash game for me because that's what we did in college too we just played that i remember taking the we on like a spring break trip to florida and we played through the subspace emissary and just like got trashed and you know played through that like and then we to bring back four Locos uh, from a conversation before uh, before we started recording. <laughs> we would just get like two, four Locos each and play Brawl all night long. That's what we did in college. So like, I'm with you, dude, but Nintendo's very clearly like, there can only be one Smash Brothers game that exists at one time, you know? So Brawl is, Brawl is never coming back. But I agree, the Subspace
2: Emissary is fun and it's way better than the World of Light. Yeah, I, I it's, it's it's crazy to me that we're not going to see that again, uh, you know, because it's it's so worthy of uh, extra love and extra attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
0: I was just thinking about, like, when you said for the Wii, I immediately had, like, five more games spring to my head because Nintendo has really left a lot of those, like, Wii games in the past, which is a shame. So. Look forward to me just continuing to add honorable mentions as we record through the podcast.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I know, fifteen years since the Wii came out, and it's like I think we're primed for like we love. I I, that, I just picked up the Nintendo Switch Sports and had mm-hmm. a blast playing that. Literally gave myself like tennis elbow the first weekend that it was out, just like playing so hard, swinging full speed. And so yeah, I I'd, I'd love to see more Wii uh, re-releases and more love uh, back mm-hmm. on the Switch.
0: Yeah, for sure. Alan Bloodbath, did I know? Like you guys played a ton of Smash, but did you guys ever get into Brawl much? No,
1: like I've legit played it two or three times. I've played Melee more than like regular sixty-four Smash is the one I've played the most. That's the one I like the most, and then like Melee is the one I played the next most. So I mean, ah, eh. uh, same
4: here. Uh, N64 Smash is Smash to me. Um, I also have the one for the Switch, uh, which I thought was a lot of fun. I didn't so really yeah, it's, it's awesome. I didn't really play the story mode that much. but um, yeah. Story mode's I, I may have played, what's it, Brawl? Two or three times or something like that. On, only with you guys, I'm sure. So I never played Subspace Emissary. Is, am I getting that right? some space emissary okay nailed it you You can stay uh, on for another
0: 20 minutes
4: (laughs) all right hey
0: all right well i am going to move us into number twos and uh this is a game that i know um alan uh, has played so my number two is uh the elder scrolls morrowind uh, which i know you can play it on steam right now but i want to play it on switch i want to play morrowind while laying down in bed uh, so, and don't Steam Deck me, game people. Um, I want to play it on Switch. And I would like kind of a re-release with bug fixes and stuff like that. Uh, maybe maybe a remaster to up- update how it looks a little bit. But I want to play Morrowind on a modern console uh, because I, I don't like playing games on my uh, laptop. So Morrowind, uh, because um, I've kind of had the itch to play it again because I want to see how it holds up. And I think that the story and stuff will probably hold up okay. And I think that the combat and stuff will be a bit of a challenge, but I want to try it again. And I I just want to like experience that world again. Mar like the Elder Scrolls moved so far away from what made Morrowind interesting, like how fucking weird the world is in that game. The only thing that really got close was that dlc for oblivion um the shivering isles was was it called (laughs) right Um, yeah yeah Gorath, dude that was yeah Yeah. that shit was weird but that's like morrowind's entire game is that stuff uh so i am i really want to play it again yeah Yeah, the landscape looks like you're on a different planet i mean you are you're not on the earth but still you guys you know what i mean it's not like skyrim where things look like our world uh so i want to play morrowind again i don't want to play it on my computer i would love to play it on switch so that's my number two morrowind um probably still to this day one of the games that i put the most amount of hours into like i've played through the whole game twice which is an outstanding amount of time um so i would like to again yeah and i know like alan you and i played the shit out of morrowind in high school like we would just like go to each other's house and watch the other person play Morrowind like after work and stuff. So, right.
4: You know, and and that's, I'm just going to jump on because Morrowind's my number two as well.
0: Yeah. Um, Fuck yeah.
4: yeah. Um, but you're right. You can go and you can just watch someone play Morrowind because the odds of them doing the same thing that you're doing are just minuscule. Um, Mm -hmm. the way that that game is built, uh, the paths you can take are 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 crazy and it, i i kind of struggled on where to put it on my list only because i don't i don't think i want them to put fast travel into it I, I want all of the other quality of life updates i want the graphics updates to the new system but i don't want fast travel i want that to stay out because i think that that was like the beauty of morrowind mm. um was that if you had to get somewhere you had to walk and when you walk places you find things and so that's why the story was different for every single person that played it um but yeah no the mechanics and everything in the original game um the way that the combat functioned um has to be updated but you get to levitate (laughs) right i just i want to levitate in a modern system and just like rain fire down on the citizens of Morrowind, you know, I think is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, and and Dave talked about you guys playing in high school. I remember our senior year, a couple of times, like, I would hit both of you up, and I'd be like, hey, what are you guys doing? And you guys would be like, oh, we're over at Alan's house playing Morrowind. I'm like, cool, I'm going to come over and hang out, because I have nothing better to do. And I would go over there, and you would each be on your laptop, like, playing the game, and I didn't have a laptop, so I'd be like, ooh, hey, what are you doing here? Or, hey, what are you doing here? And you guys were just like, kind of annoyed that i kept asking so many questions so i would just like go into alan's kitchen and eat whatever was available (laughs) you guys just ignored me the entire time and we were gods (laughs) those are the best years of my life
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i have a lot of good memories playing that again and like there's a lot of stuff on pc like mods that would make it like look nice mods that change the way the combat system works so that you don't miss every sword swing you take for the first 10 hours um but my <laughs> pc really <laughs> struggles with stuff so i would like yeah. this is kind of a pipe dream cuz they're not going to like put mods into their game and then release it on real consoles so i don't think that'll happen but um yeah it's my uh, it's my top 3 so there's my number 2 morrowind um jordan bloodbath did you guys ever play marowind no good man i i
2: did man uh my buddy uh had the xbox in high school i didn't and so uh i remember the first time he fired it up i had no idea what it was i had never heard about it and within the first few moments of that game we're walking out through a big fantasy world and it it's a real-time day-night cycle we look up and there's these beautiful two moons at night and the music swells and like Oh, it's, some of my absolute favorite gaming memories are just those first few hours of playing that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and really seeing just how beautiful that world was. And uh, then you really felt. <laughs>
0: oh what? Uh. And then you walk down the street and some guy falls out of the sky. Uh, <laughs> those magic jumping ground. boots. That's yes. my favorite part. <laughs> yes. The scroll yeah. of vicarian flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes,
3: the scroll, those magic jumping boots I said. Yes.
0: Well, you get magic jumping boots later.
4: You get the that's magic. Pretty, that's pretty sweet. The, the boots of blinding speed.
0: You do get those. Plus 200
4: speed, plus 100% <laughs> blinded.
0: <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, I, just, I just like how uh, in, in that game, they put a lot of that stuff in and they were like, you know, a modern, a modern RPG would never let you like run and jump so fast and high that you can literally jump across the entire continent. That's it's not beautiful. something that a modern game would let you do, but Morrowind was like, fuck it, do it, kill yourself, see if we care. <laughs>
3: yeah, I also think it's very funny how Bloodbath did the Burt Reynolds and Celebrity Jeopardy thing where he's like, Burt Reynolds, uh, what did you write down? He's like, "Yeah, don't bother, I didn't write anything. Like, Bubba's just like, nah, nah, never played it. I was good
0: man.
4: I mean, I never played it, man. I was just being on like, the
0: Yeah, that was it.
3: just very funny.
0: <laughs> bloodbath wasn't doing a bit he's just being a real person <laughs> he's, he's just normal mcdonald
3: as Bert reynolds all the
0: time all right Aaron, mush. what's your what's your number two
3: all right my number two is by broderbund software this is some old school shit it's the logical journey of the zoom beanies now i don't know if you guys have ever
2: hey, 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 zoom beanies
3: No, Jordan, do you for real know
2: what I'm talking about? Dude, I was addicted to this game and it was a game I could only play at school. And like, I only ever got to play it like two or three times. And I was so like driven to play this game, I was obsessed as a kid.
3: (laughs) It is one of the earliest memories I have of enjoying a video game to that degree. And Jordan, I just got to let you know. I didn't think anybody was going to know what I was talking about, but you did, and that's why you are better than both Bloodbath and Alan. (laughs) Hey! So, same story uh, that Jordan had. This is a game that I played at school. Uh, It was, like, right around when schools first started getting uh, computers for, like, educational purposes. Uh, And I was in fourth grade, uh, and there's this game called The Logical Journey of the beanies. And what the beanies are, they're these little like, creatures that look... They're, they're just, like, circular, like, spherical creatures, and you can put, like... Hey, you can customize them and all these things, but the, the, the game was... Is that there was... Your, your goal is you have to get the zumbinis from point A to their new home, and you had to solve puzzles uh, all along the way while losing some zumbinis. Um, and I... I Dude, I loved this game so much. This is the white whale of video games to me because it had such a profound impact on me as a child and there is literally no way for me to play it again. My mom legitimately bought that at Best Buy for me one time when I was a little kid because it worked on our computer and I was I was just I I I loved that game as a kid. Uh you can you can purchase like a something that's similar to it right now on iOS for like fifteen dollars i'm just like i was looking at it, i was like yeah it's not the same thing and i know going back and playing a game i haven't played in 27 years uh it probably won't hold the same but it's always been that game that's just been in my mind forever and ever and i just i really wish i could just revisit that i wish i could download it on my ps5 for three dollars and just replay it again. So I'm not going to talk about it anymore because it's, it's just a really, really old school educational game made for children to be played in school. Uh, but like I said, it's my white whale. It's eluded me forever and ever and ever, and I don't think I'm ever going to play it again. And I'm really glad I got to talk about Zoom beanies and Jordan. I'm even uh, more glad that you know what I'm talking about because yeah. this, this 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 was an impactful game. So my number two, The Logical Journey of the Zoombinies.
0: Oh yeah. So Alan's yeah, number two was oh go ahead, Jordan.
2: Well, I just was gonna say too, it was that game was so fun because when you got to the end, you would uh your Zumbinis would move into the new town, and then you could start a second run with all new citizens. And when you got yep. to the end of the second play, then you would see the Zumbinis from your first victory waiting there, like welcoming them with open arms. There's I was a like, lot I gotta do more. I gotta There's do more. There's a lot there. <laughs> it was basically like Schindler's list. Like I can save more yes, of them. <laughs>
3: dude. Yes. Yes. No, it's 100% that. Cause that's your goal is you have to get every type of, cause like the, the customizable thing is, is crucially important. You, you have like eight different sets of eyes and like 10 different kinds of hair and 10 different kinds of feet. And the ultimate goal of the game was to get every kind of zumbini, like every unique individual customization of a zumbini to their home. And each puzzle, it, it wasn't the same every single time you played it. The, the next time you ran through and played it, it would maybe throw you a different puzzle that you weren't expecting, or throw you a puzzle where, you know, the type of zombinis that you created for this journey don't... I just realized <laughs> what I sound like right now talking about this. <laughs> it was just, it was a really cool puzzle game, a really cool game I played as a kid, and I just, I love the zoom beanies and I am fucking, I am Bricked off of knowing that jordan also knows what i'm talking about so but yeah no <laughs> it just, i love that game i'd like to replay it again someday you, you know even if it probably is trash because i enjoyed it when i was seven
0: As they are those things have that
3: we enjoyed made
4: seven. new zumbini's games they in in the early 2000s it looks like they made one called zumbini's mountain rescue and then in 2002 zumbini's island odysseys and there's yeah, also never there's also an app on the app store yep yep i did say that out loud uh at the very did beginning. you did you really yes yes it, it's oh, a lot oh a man lot I, of just, I just i my... just tuned out immediately after you said zoom beating. Yeah,
3: yeah hey listen dude i do not blame you and i'm not mad i just wanted i just wanted you to know that yes i'm aware that it exists <laughs> but i do not play games on my phone I just uh, like oh. for the most part, I don't really play games on my phone. And I know that's all you do, the, Alan. So you probably got very mis- excited about the it huge because mistake. all you play is Angry Bird, Star was, Wars. But I was playing. <laughs> I was
4: playing on my phone while you were talking about Zoomies. I
3: I just automatically assume you're doing that all the time when anybody's yeah. talking. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, I, 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 if I could play those games, Alan, I, I would have.
0: Yeah, we. We should just assume that Alan's not listening whenever one of us is going off on a tangent about some obscure, like, video game.
3: Alan's like, my number one is coconut cream pie. Wait, we're doing a pie top three, right?
0: (laughs) All right, so... All right, so... Alan's number two was Morrowind also. So, Bloodbath, what's your number two?
1: All right, my number two is going to be a threefer it is the super star wars uh trilogy for super nintendo so that's super star wars super empire strikes back and super return of the jedi um i have not seen these games um ever like come out like re-released at any point in time i know when i had a wii Back in like 2010 2011 i could get it on the i could get super empire strikes back on the virtual console but that was it i've never seen the other two and i and i like to bundle bundle them together because they're all made by the same studio um you know lucas arts um they've all got the same uh art style uh they've all got the same gameplay mechanics it's just basically different you know just different levels to fill out all three uh movies um They're notoriously difficult games, but I think that they're, like, really rewarding when you play them. Um, Once you kind of, like, figure out the mechanics of each of the different characters that you're playing, um, I think the game actually gets a lot easier, and I think it's totally, like, something you can beat and you can do. Um, You just have to kind of grind a little bit at it. But um, I think that they're really, like, they're super solid, like, Star Wars games are really... um, Uh, you know, like, for, like, action platformers. I think they're really, really amazing. I think the art style in these games are really cool. I know it's, like, they're Star Wars games, so obviously, like, you know, it's all, like, all the classic Star Wars iconography, but, like, I think they present it, like, for a 16-bit game, I think they do a really really good job of presenting um, the Star Wars universe, like, really well, really fleshed out and a really, like, um, interesting um look to it so um i'd like to see them kind of keep that style maybe just update it a little bit maybe make it a little cleaner but um yeah i don't know i i i never never i never ever find these games anywhere um
0: so yeah bloodbath guess what what these games are on ps4
4: no way are yeah. they for real yep.
0: yeah what nah. yep, they're on PS4. <laughs> wild you can go buy i just checked this store it's five bucks on ps4 okay
3: that makes sense that seems like a lot of money to uh get so frustrated by empire strikes back that i break my playstation 5 but that's pretty cool (laughs) well that's uh
0: that's that's part of the price you pay
3: alan what's that thing in court where you like where you like plead that you you didn't have any idea what happened or that you're completely like you you don't know what 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 is that term
0: no contest
3: but I So, Bloodbath, you should plead no contest because you did not know it was on PS4. So, I completely well, no, accept I'm not, that. Answer. I'm
0: not saying that to, like, gotcha him. I'm just saying it because, like, he said he wishes that it was released. And now he knows they are. And he can go play them. Yeah, i Yeah,
3: no, 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 no. No insinuation. But, uh, yeah, dude, like, I'll tell you this. The Super Empire Strikes Back, to me, is the hardest and most frustrating video game ever made in the history yeah. of video games. <laughs> it's and so I remember did have ever beat. points. No, yeah, how did you beat that? I like fucking it, it makes me it so, so mad.
1: Goddamn, stop.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that to me was like literally like that was the first time I like. I remember my mom getting mad that I was yelling at my Super Nintendo and taking it away from me because I was so <laughs> fucking pissed off playing Super Empire Strikes Back. That game, I, I don't think I ever got past the first level, dude. Oh, yeah,
1: I got it. I mean, it, I'm, I don't know. It's a hard, it's a legitimately hard game, but I, again, I think it's like. It's super hard until you like kind of like once you sort of like find out what the pattern and like the the mechanics are. The mechanics are kind of hard, but I think once you kind of figure out how to use them in your advantage, I think it works well. And like really, if I'm being like totally honest, it's like it's Luke every t- every all the levels you're playing Luke Skywalker. Like that's kind of where the problem is because of the lightsaber. Like, and if you you can turn the lightsaber off and use. Your blaster and that makes it a lot easier because in all the levels where you're Han, where you're Han Solo or you're Chewbacca, and you only have a blaster, it's a, they're a lot easier to get through. It's something about using the lightsaber on like a sixteen. It's like a, a melee weapon on like a sixteen bit system. Sometimes like it's weird because the animation, like you know, the pixel animation, like sometimes doesn't like sync up and it like makes the hitboxes weird or like there's like a slight delay and like you just take up so much damage and yeah.
0: I'm looking at the, like, screenshots and stuff, and it does look pretty damn good, like, graphically. I'm not going to play it. I know that I will get frustrated and hate the game, but, like, uh, it does look good, graphically. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, All right, Jordan, what's your number two?
2: All righty. Uh, next up for me for number two is, from the year 2000, multi-platform and arcade release, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I love, I mean, I'm a big superhero guy. I love so much the diversity of characters in here from the Marvel side. Um, I'm not as knowledgeable when it comes to the Capcom side, but I mean, just a big wacky group of of characters Um, and the art style uh, by a man named Bengus is so (laughs) It's his real name. I Googled it before we started just to make sure I was losing my mind. <laughs> uh, it, that like 90s anime art style dude i love that so much um and so to see kind of my favorite marvel characters reinterpreted in this sort of like 90s anime way um i just think it's so it's the artwork is beautiful and then just the combat is so frenetic and crazy um the tag team the switching the combos um just cyclops just absolutely destroying people um yeah, Marvel versus Capcom 2 is a real favorite of mine. Um, and then they, then it, so it was out on PlayStation 2 and Xbox. Then it was gone for a few years, and then it was downloadable for the Xbox 360. And so I bought it there, and they, it turns out they only sold it for like one or two years. Then they turned it off, and you can't get it again. <laughs> and so it's just sitting somewhere back on my 360 uh, is the only way that I have access to it again. But I, I would love for that to come back out.
0: That's another one of those like old like licensing crossovers that like like Kingdom Hearts too, where it's like if someone had the idea for Kingdom Hearts today, Disney would never fucking go for it, and I feel like it's the same thing where if it's like, hey, you want to have all these Capcom versus Marvel uh, things, we have like two huge licenses together, and again, Disney would probably be like, nope, you're not doing that. We're gonna do our own marvel games uh, and stuff like that so it's kind of a relic of like that time when disney was like yeah sure fucking make a big rpg with donald duck in it like same kind of thing
3: <laughs> so like i'm not mistaken that's the one that's like the mortal combat style fighting like the 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 right like the yeah, side screen one okay. Better, yeah okay it's like capcom sure so i uh i never had that (laughs) game but a a good friend of ours chris atkins did and i did play it and i notoriously do not like those kinds of fighting games that is mate like i i've I've actually put like legit hours into that game because i remember uh carl being super excited to play it when it came out that is a really really good fighting game. yeah yeah shout outs to carl shout outs to my man but uh that's the only time I've ever really enjoyed that uh, side-by-side uh, fighting style, aside from uh, Dead or Alive Extreme Be- Beach Volleyball, where I thought maybe, <laughs> just maybe, I could unlock some secret titty characters. Uh, but that that's a good answer, dude. As far as fighting games go, at least from my perspective, I think that... To me, anyways, that is the most fun side-by-side fighting game. I don't know what you would actually technically call that kind of fighting game, but I, I would say that it is the best version of that kind of game that I've ever played anyways.
0: hmm I never played it. I don't like fighting games, so I will, uh, I'll defer to you guys. Um, that... <laughs>
1: I really, really like that game. It, I feel it works way better as an arcade game. I, I just don't feel like I could sit there and play it for like hours on end. Um, it's sort of like novelty to me. Like you, like you know, I know you're mentioned. Like you get to like, um, you get to pick like more than one character for like a, a fight. Um, you have like, t- it's like tag team and uh, stuff like that and like it's a neat mixture of uh, characters and like the art style and animation are really really cool like I like it a lot um, but I do feel like I do feel like those style of games like haven't aged super great um, like Mortal Kombat I think is a little different than that I think it, there's a little extra something there but I do feel like um, like Street Fighter, Street Fighters is sort of like universal and, and kind of like um, basic enough that I think it like really stands the test of time, but all the like Street Fighter clones and like, you know, Tekken and a lot of those games, like I just, I don't think they really hold up anymore. Um, I think that they're just like, you know, I like beat ups. But I know that you can easily make the argument that those games are just sort of like passe and like they're just like a weird offshoot when, you know, maybe video games weren't as refined as they are now or like they were still kind of like finding their way and like a like a uh, like a growing pain. So I don't know. I but it is a neat game. I just don't think it I don't think I'd want to play it a whole lot today.
3: Well, what I would say is uh, that. I think fighting games in general haven't held up. Uh, very well as things move more and more into like everything needs to be like three dimensional, everything needs to be like an open world kind of game uh, but those those old school fighting games uh, are still like a huge, huge part of like the competitive gaming community and while I'm not like super versed on that, I guarantee right now you go, you can go online and find a Marvel versus Capcom tournament in any state if you want to, so I do think it still holds that way because like, again, like I've played a lot of different fighting games, but Marvel versus Versus Capcom 2 is to me like the best version of that. So there's still you, you know, with how like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, like they still have those uh like like that like a strong, like competitive community. Without knowing much about it, I would almost guarantee that there's still a strong competitive community for that game.
1: I'm sure there is. And In- you know, you you said this, and the main, like it's a total like side note and tangent. I'm sorry if this runs long, but like in addition to like I feel like fighting games are like a little like over. Um, I thought about this for the list. I, nothing I could really think of would make it, but like I don't feel like I see like any more like talk about like racing games, like any kind of car racing oh, dude. of any kind. I don't think like do they still make them.
0: Yeah, both Xbox and PlayStation just released the newest uh, Forza and Gran Turismo recently, so they're definitely still making them.
2: Okay. Yeah, Forza. Forza uh, was amazing last year in November, but you're right. I mean, there's not a broad swath of them like there used to be. They've kind of settled down into okay, we're going to let the first party manufacturers make kind of their their standout racing game, but we don't see you know Need for Speeds or you know burnouts or whatever I mean, well i just that, that diversity well is. and I,
1: I feel like when you know when i was like 12 or 13 years old like the grand turismo games were like the fucking shit like everybody talked about those games like those were like a big deal for playstation and like playstation oh, yeah. 2 and like again like i you know i just you know like i said i guess with like fighting games and and even like um uh fucking uh like football games like um uh, Madden, like I don't ever hear like anyone talk about Madden or any of those games anymore. Like I just feel like gaming is like really like (laughs) gone away from that. Maybe I I mean I I will admit I don't know what I'm talking talking about. So like tell me that I'm wrong. But
0: well, Madden is like straight up trash now. All of those sports games, like the the licensed ones, are basically trash, absolutely garbage and stuff. Like so no one talks about it because like I don't know. The people who are still buying it are the people that buy it every year um and yeah but for a lot of those like genres that feel like they're being ignored or like don't have a lot of diversity um like racing games there's like the the few big franchises and like burnout keeps getting like re-released and remastered um for example but like there's a bunch of like indie titles that are kind of picking up the slack too and that's Something I hoped we would kind of get toward in this recording is like that there's a lot of genres that people are like, you know, why don't they make these types of games anymore? Like beat-em-ups or something like that. And it's like people are making those games, but you have to be a little bit more plugged into like what indie developers are doing now. Because indie developers are making every kind of game that you can possibly imagine. There are more beat-em-ups now than there probably were in the 90s you just have to find them it's not like they're being released front and center like they used to be fair enough so let's uh let's take a break let's hear a word from our sponsor when we come back we'll do number ones Hey everybody, before we do our number one picks, we'd like to talk to you about that magical drink, the one that makes this podcast possible. That's right, we're talking about coffee. At a top three podcast, we are in way different time zones. We record super late at night for for most of us, actually, and coffee is what makes it all tick. We're proud to share with you one of our favorite local roasteries, Barbell Brew. Barbell Brew provides single-origin coffee beans that are air-roasted in small batches on location in Troy, Ohio, and they're available for shipping nationwide. Check them out at barbellbrew.com where you can find pre-ground or whole bean coffee in several different varieties or sign up for their Coffee of the Month program for a curated caffeination experience. We also have an exclusive deal for our listeners, 20% off your first order using the promo code top3 at checkout. That's the promo code top3, that's the number three in there, at checkout, 20% off your first order. Barbell Brew also has a really cool program called Coffee for a Cause, where each month they donate a percent of their profits to a different charity. So follow them at Barbell Brew Coffee Roasters on Facebook and at Barbell Brew Coffee on Instagram, and check our episode description for links to those pages and their website so you can get your coffee on. Support local coffee roasters and taste the difference. All right, back to those number ones. Okay, so getting into number one picks, uh, my number one is a uh, JRPG from the year of our Lord 2008, and so this is kind of <laughs> the newest, um, the newest game that's going to be on my like retro re-release wish list. Uh, this game was made by Mistwalker, which is a uh, studio that um, is headed by the man who created Final Fantasy after he left Square Enix um so this is a game called Lost Odyssey which JRPG fans would probably know and Lost awesome Odyssey game. was released on Xbox 360 it's a fucking awesome game and it has never been taken anywhere else uh despite being critically like acclaimed as a good JRPG Despite consistently showing up on lists of like best video game, best JRPG stories, just Xbox 360 never got a remaster. The only way to play it is by having an Xbox because you can uh, you can it has uh, backwards compatibility. Uh, but I don't have an Xbox. It was never even released on PC, so the only way to play it there is to emulate Xbox 360, which is too much for my computer. This is like the game even if we expanded this list to like games that you want remastered remade re-released anything like that this would still be my number one because I think this game has like an amazing story and I want to play it again and I cannot so like with Oracle of Ages Oracle of Seasons I can play that as soon as I can play this while Aaron is giving his number one I have it Um with Morwind I have it on my computer I just you know I want to play it on Switch Lost Odyssey I cannot play and we get into what Jordan brought up before we started doing our top 3s it's fucking weird to me that like this game is critically acclaimed it's made by a like a titan in the history of gaming like the person who created Final Fantasy and you just can't play it uh if you don't have an Xbox so yeah it's it's a really good story for those who don't know it's a kind of it's a Turn-based JRPG. It has a story about uh these immortal people who've lost their memories and they regain their memories. And it's one of those stories about how much it would actually fucking suck to be immortal. And that's kind of what the story is based on. So that's my number one, Lost Odyssey. Good game, great story, cannot play it.
3: And I uh I got an Xbox 360 like really late into the game, and I remember that. When I got it, the very, very, very first thing I wanted to play was Lost Odyssey. Because I, that was just coming, like, like you know, Xbox 360 is coming fresh off the era of how good, like, PlayStation 1 RPGs were. And so, like, I, I, I didn't really think the PS2 had, like, that many, like, really, really good JRPGs. But everybody was talking about this Xbox one, and I, you know, I didn't have the original Xbox. But, you know, looking back, I can't imagine they had, like, a ton of really, really good JRPGs. So when I got the Xbox 360, like, you know, for a couple of years, people had been talking about how good specifically Lost Odyssey was. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I, I remember everything about it. Like it was something I played front to back as soon as I got my 360 and never revisited it. But Dave's right. It is always regarded as in the upper echelon of like, you know, 100% like uh, RPGs and JRPGs that were coming out in that era, but people still do talk about that today. If people are doing JRPG lists, I guarantee you if we did right now like top three RPGs of all time and we got uh, as many listener responses as we did tonight, that would be on there a couple of times because it is so well regarded as a game and Dave is 100% right. Like you cannot play it anywhere because that has been one of those things that like I didn't put it on my you know list of all the things, but it, when I was looking back on like games from the xbox 360 uh that was one of the ones i came across where i was like oh yeah that was like a really fucking awesome game so i really like that answer dave one of those like games that i feel like you'll never ever be able to play again that will be like lost in the sands of time or whatever but that that that's a great answer because that is definitely a game that like if you like rpgs is one of those you know top 10 or like 15 maybe that's ever been made so i'll, I'll, I'll stop but it. it's a good answer
0: if we, if we ever do top three JRPGs on this podcast, I think that would be in my, it would at least be in the top three plus honorable mentions. Like I legit love that game. And every now and then I, I go hunting for like, you know, has it been released on steam yet? Can, you know, maybe if I buy a new computer, I'll try to get into Xbox 360 emulators. But like, as it stands right now, it's just like one of those games, like, nope, you cannot play this. Again, like how fucking weird is that?
2: It's a great game. Uh super moody. I I love the music too. They got the um composer from those Final Fantasy games, Sakaguchi to come over and make some more uh, you know, music for that and it was incredible. Um I feel like I should swing in here too with my maybe my spiciest opinion here, which is I love the Xbox. Uh, I have a Series X and the backwards compatibility that that it has um is literally second to none. I mean it really you can play so many of the original Xbox, um the Xbox 360 and all of the Xbox One games on the Series X. Um, mm-hmm. They even go through and automatically up-res all of the old Xbox games to 4K. Um, they, they've given games 60 frames per second that didn't have it before. So this is just my little uh, commercial there for the Series X. I've been blown away by everything that they offer for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's not even getting into Game Pass, too. Like, I I just don't have an Xbox because I have a switch and a ps5 and a, a 3ds full of emulators and i'm just like i don't really need more games i just wish i could play lost odyssey again because you're right <laughs> i was just checking the credits like i i even missed that uematsu did the music for it and oh that's yeah, yeah it's yeah it's just a great game
3: yeah and i don't have like a an xbox i got the ps5 solely based on the fact that it was the only way that I would ever uh, be able to play the Final Fantasy VII remake because when COVID started, I th- that was around the time I got Final Fantasy VII remake, and I was like, oh, I can't die before I finish this, you know. So that's <laughs> why I ended up getting the PS5. But if if if, if everything, you know, if I'm not going to get a PC and Xbox are going to be the only people that have like the the Elder Scrolls games or the Fallout games, I'm going to get one eventually because I can't just not play those games.
0: Yeah, it's a real pain in the ass how things have been split up like that over the past. Um, I don't know the past. How annoying, dude! It, I mean, it's it's kind of always been like this, I guess, but it, it feels like the major franchises are being split up in a way that they've never been split before. You know, totally. Once, once you know, Elder Scrolls Six only comes out on Xbox, then people are going to really start feeling that. I feel like.
4: Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: All right, Aaron, what's your number one?
3: I don't have a year in front of me, uh, but this game's always been very important, and we've talked about it on the podcast before. My number one is going to be NFL Blitz 2000, <laughs> and, and I, would even, I would even extend that to say, like, NFL Blitz and NFL Blitz 2001. Uh, I am starved for a good sports game. Like, the, the greatest thing about, like, growing up playing the Superintendent, playing these retro games, is how like rich and illustrious the selection of different sports games you could play was. Like there there was always a cool football game if you wanted to play it. There's always a cool basketball game. There's always a cool baseball or hockey game or or soccer game or even like a fucking dodgeball game, you know? Like I feel like the one thing about video games that I hate now is, like, any sports game that comes out is either not funded uh, properly enough to actually, like, you know, attain the goal that they were when they started creating the game, looking at you, uh, whatever whatever that, what's that NBA game that came out, there's a sequel. I don't even care. That's how much I hate that game. Um, But and we talked about this earlier. Madden fucking sucks. 2K fucking sucks. Everybody says FIFA is great, but I I don't like soccer, so I don't care. So I, I think what like what I've always been attracted to in terms of like what a sports game is, is I've always been attracted to that like arcade aspect of it where it's like you're playing the sport, but not all the rules and physics necessarily apply to it um and i've i've just i like i like i said i i'm absolutely starved for a good sports game i have rocket league it's a lot of fun i have a uh, super mega baseball 3 Ton of fun no good basketball games to me no real good football games out there so that's why blitz like the the blitz series to me has has always just been like a good old fucking time like and i think it's kind of fucked up that like (laughs) like Madden has like this like fucking control over every football game that has come out like you can't make football games anymore or fucking something like that so I I would love to have be able to play it if if they're not going to make anything like it i would i would love to be able to go back and play that again so uh without going any further nfl blitz you know regular 2000 2001 i i I don't give a shit i i just i want to play those games because i have not enjoyed a sports game aside from rocket league and super mega baseball since i was like fucking like 16 or 17 years old like i really haven't so nfl blitz I would love for them to put that on something I could play now because it's just it, 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 it's a ton of fun. And anybody who's played it would absolutely agree with me. So number one, NFL Blitz.
0: NFL Blitz is really fun, but the NFL would never allow them to use their licenses in yep. NFL blitz. Now that CTE Correct. is a, a thing. Everyone knows 100, percent man. It'll,
3: it'll never, ever, ever happen. You would have to, it would have to be like you said earlier, some indie game developer. That's like, I'm going to remake my version of what NFL blitz was. I, I Dave, I don't even care if it's like fake players and shit. Like I don't give a shit. Like I just miss like, I've always played football video games, always my entire life until like the last like 8 or 9 years and I just I can't play Madden anymore, dude. I don't I don't like it. I I need like an arcade style football game.
0: They did make NFL Blitz for like the 360 but it sucked and everyone hated it cuz it didn't it have the NFL players.
3: Correct. Well, yeah, you know, like again, that's them and I'm me. I really enjoyed those blitz games. (laughs) Like, actually, the one thing that bothered me about those games was like people miss time due to injury, and I'm like, what? Like, (laughs) doesn't make any (laughs) sense. Yeah, like people would get injured. Like, oh, you can't play with Bones McHarvey next game because he separated (laughs) his knee. I'm like, what do you mean he separated his knee? This is blitz. They're always fine, no matter what. So that part about it, I hated. Uh, but I really liked it. Same with NFL Street. Like I, I was really into that game too. Me and yeah. Dave played that a lot yeah, together. I loved NFL uh, Street. Yeah, dude. And I, I need if 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 they're not going to put out another game like that, regardless of whether or not they have the licensing to put play NFL Player, like if they're not going to do that. Then like fuck it. Like just let me play NFL Blitz on like my Switch or something like that. Like, but Dave's right. They you'll you'll never. It's one of those. You'll never be able to play
0: anything like that again. Yeah, dude. Blitz was super fun, and I I kind of. I am also, like, really sad that, like, n- we're not going to get arcade sports games with the real players. It's all 2K and MLB The Show and stuff like that. Like, I Super Mega Baseball 3 is really fun, and I had a great time, like, putting in, like, everyone's name and stuff into that game, but we're not going to get a bunch of games like that with like football and basketball with the real players they don't even make like nba street anymore because i don't know they just no one the licenses are probably too expensive or they're too they're exclusive to the company that has it right now so like yeah it is really lame like i would love to play another nba street or something like that or like um you know like nfl street was another good one or just like some arcadey game that's not we talked about this before but like since all these sports games have tried so hard to be so realistic that 2K is not fun anymore. And Madden is I don't know, I haven't played Madden in a long time, but like I played 2K19 or 2K20. Um, and it it sucks. It's not fun. They're trying too hard to be real. Like I don't wanna to have to learn I don't want to learn like 16 different pick and rolls. I just want to play a basketball game. You know? So that's it, it sucks that those like arcade games have lost their licenses for sure.
2: I'll jump in here real fast and say that NBA Jam is backwards compatible on the Xbox. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: that, that is the closest. Basketball game has been to get to being good, the, and I played it on the Wii, where they put like the NBA players' faces, like their real faces, like 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 South Park does Saddam Hussein or something like that, like yeah. on the on the NBA, and that game was fucking great, while like fairly underwhelming for what it could potentially have been. But you know that it goes back to what Dave said. Like that was about the time you, you know where like that 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 sort of thing was starting to happen. Where like the licenses are starting to get harder because the money was starting to come in a whole lot, uh, you know, a whole lot more. But Jordan, you're right. That NBA Jam game is the fucking shit, and it was the last mm-hmm. uh, sports game maybe aside from Rocket League that I in, enjoyed. And it, what what like again, what it really comes back to is I I grew up playing two kinds of video games: sports games. In RPGs and RPGs are as good as they've ever been. And sports games are as bad as they've ever been. That's what makes me sad. So fuck it. Bring. Let me play blitz then. if you're not going to give me anything like worth spending money on, bring back blitz. I'll give you 30 fucking dollars and I'll have a football game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that NBA jam game was really good. Yeah. So yeah, fucking awesome. All right, Alan, what is your number one?
4: My number one is Mario Kart, but for my cell phone. I don't know (laughs) which which Mario
3: Kart, because you which one for Mario Kart. Uh,
4: Okay, you know, I mean, I don't I don't need anything fancy. I'm not going to sit and play it for hours on end, but it would be nice. You know, if I'm having like a leisurely poop or something, I could just pull out my phone and. Race around the track as Yoshi, toss some blue shells, and, uh, you know, I don't know how they're going to do it, I don't know how the buttons are going to work, but I assume that someone out there can do it. So, get to work on it, let <laughs> Dave know when it's done, and he'll let me know. <laughs> and uh, my number one is Mario Kart on my cell phone. So, quick question: Is there a Mario Kart sixty four?
3: Is there a way to play that on any current system? Does anybody? Yeah,
2: know? yeah it's it's on the Switch um, expansion pack, so you do get Mario Kart sixty four in that with online multiplayer for the first time ever. So that, that's that, awesome. Yeah, that that's, that's legit that's right pretty now. Pretty sweet, man. Well, All but right. it's it's probably also worth Good mentioning. Alan, that there is a game called Mario Kart World Tour that has existed on cell phones for two years now. Two years. <laughs> that is exactly now. what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs>
4: oh. <laughs> All right. That, oh well. So also, I looked up that Oregon Trail thing though. That's like a subscription service. You have to have a subscription service yeah. to play that. Yeah, yes. it's
0: it's yes, on, it's it's very it's on Apple thing. Arcade. It's on Apple Arcade, which is a subscription. But you get a free uh, you get a free month. You can like sign up. Play the Oregon Trail and then cancel. Yeah.
4: That is the correct answer. Oh my god, you can actually play Mario Kart on your cell phone. You can.
0: I don't know if it's good, but you can. Nintendo That is
4: just what a world we live in, guys. I mean honestly. Nintendo's
0: made a push to like put stuff on phones. Like they did that they did that good endless runner Mario game. That was actually pretty fun. That was fun. Oh, I
4: played um, a, a Sonic game like that.
0: Yeah, probably not as fun, but, you know, that's Sonic <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you pay for the Nintendo online thing, you I think you can play the Super Nintendo <laughs> Mario Kart. And then, like, if you bump it up to the one where you can play the N64 games, the um, N64 one should be on there, right?
2: Yeah, and and again, it it can do the online multiplayer for the first time ever, which is pretty nuts. So, mm-hmm. it is pretty nuts.
0: Yeah, but it, I I agree. Like, I don't know about I don't know what that the one on uh, Apple Arcade is all about, but being able to just like you know take a poop and do a couple of races on uh, on Mario Kart and then like you know just sit there for another thirty minutes playing an entire Grand Prix.
2: That's the dream, isn't it? Hold your shit in so you can finish. (laughs) I have played the one for the phone a lot, uh, and it's really incredible um, how it works and what it looks like. And the fact that you're playing this like official Nintendo game on your iPhone. Nice. Um, If I had any criticisms, it's that... Uh, after you play for i mean you probably play for a month before you bump into this but in order to to perform better you're actually trying to unlock like parts that make you go a little faster and like uh you you, sh- you better do a loot box so that way you can get randomized pieces uh, yeah. t- to get a better car and a better tire and a better whatever and so it's very grindy that way and sort of like oh if you can buy this for $5 blah 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 yeah. So it's, it's kind of money grabby at a certain point.
0: One of those ones where it's like you can grind this for the next twenty five hours, or you can pay ten dollars and skip it. One of those fucking predatory uh, game design things that Nintendo, in their like endless greed, is just like, yeah, give us that. We can't do it in the regular Switch games, but in the uh, in the mobile games, yes, let's do that.
4: So I, I got to tell you guys, I just uh, I just downloaded the game um okay. it looks yeah. excellent and i'm i'm gonna be spending a lot of money tonight playing I mario kart it sounds was gonna like. say
0: like so. we will not hear from alan for the rest of the podcast so we should get
4: <laughs> that's cool with me <laughs> well the, the funny the funny thing is i've been playing it while you guys are talking so you can't hear the sound effect uh, it's it's like the it's the perfect storm
0: <laughs> later on we'll be like alan what's your honorable mention Alan, he's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Busy, busy, busy. Hold on. Just wait. A I'm sorry. Wait remember a my credit card done. number. <laughs> well, hold on. Just, yeah. Bloodbath, what's your credit card number? Five. 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Bloodbath's <laughs> credit card number is just
3: five. No, the real just credit five. card. <laughs> yeah.
1: The real All number right. five.
0: Bloodbath, what's your number one?
1: All right. <clears throat> Not going to come as any surprise. My number one, uh, similar to my number two is going to be a collection of three games. It is going to be, uh, obviously Donkey Kong Country for Super Nintendo has been re-released a couple of times and it's available on the Super Nintendo mini, but I would like to add to it Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest and Donkey Kong Country 3, uh, Double Trouble, I think it's called, um. Obviously, like I said, uh, you can find Donkey Kong Country. Um, I got it on the Virtual Console on the Wii back in the day. Um, it's like I said, the Super Nintendo uh, mini got it. I know there's like emulators, and I'm sure like you like it, you can probably play it on Nintendo somewhere right now, like on the Switch or whatever. But mm-hmm. I do not believe the either sequel was available. Um, I don't really ever see those anywhere. on Anything like virtual or like you know like a re-release um and those games are great um uh donkey kong country 2 uh is really really good lots of people think it's better than donkey kong country. might be better might be might be better yeah debatable um but it's it's a really cool game and donkey kong country 3 is really really neat it's it's a it's very interesting like what they do in the third one there's a lot of different uh mm-hmm. gameplay mechanics and level designs and they go real real like you know they put everything you know they throw everything at it um it's they're both really, really good games. all three games are great um the the art style and the graphics you know are pretty similar throughout all three of them um and I wouldn't wanna change that whatsoever um just you know maybe make it just slightly cleaner and you know, just update it update it a little bit just to make it a little bit more playable um I know uh they've made a couple donkey kong games for uh the wii and maybe the switch in the last like you know 15 20 years um i've played them i they're okay they're fun but they're just there's it it has the problem and and if anybody who's more of a gamer than me wants to jump in here and 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 correct me or or add to this like i feel like when like the wii was doing like um like those couple mario games it did that were like side scrollers and uh um, they did uh, the donkey kong games that were kind of side scrollers like the modern consoles like seem like they they they're weird like the side scrolling games that they make now like are just kind of like odd they don't feel like it it's like the screens look too big and like the proportions are kind of weird to me and like it doesn't have that same like kind of tactileness to it um which i think not only does donkey kong have but like just with that like art style like with that kind of like um photo like claymation like stuff that they did. I, I think it it would be really cool to like keep that um with it and just have it in a more modernized version. So um you guys can chime in anytime.
0: Well Bloodbath I am happy to report once again yeah. that this is on the, the <laughs> Nintendo Switch online thing. So again you you have to buy a Switch and you have to pay for the online thing whatever it is like 20 bucks a year. You get the Super Nintendo stuff, but Donkey Kong Country 2 and 3 are definitely on that. So it's there. Uh, But again, like if you don't have a Switch, then that doesn't really help you much. And it kind of sucks they didn't put those on like the SNES Mini that they sold, you know. But yeah, yeah, it's there.
4: Love me some Trixie Kong. Love me some fucking Trixie Kong.
0: I haven't played uh, Tropical Freeze, which is the one that everyone says is really, really good. Uh, but like, Aaron, you played that, right?
3: Uh, yeah, I played, I don't, was that the Wii U or the Wii? The Wii U. I didn't play the one on the Wii U, I played the one on the Wii, whatever that was, and it was fucking awesome.
0: And it's on Switch 2. They haven't made a new Donkey Kong Country game in a long time, so.
1: Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I I knew there was one for the Wii, but like I mean, have you guys or Jordan and did played like you know like that game or like the I think they did two Mario games for like the Wii that were like that kind of like traditional like side scrolling um, yeah. style. Like I mean, did you guys like them? There's something about them. I think it's a little like there's something off about them in my opinion.
3: So here's what I'll say: is I play a lot of like indie games. Uh, a lot and a lot of them do model like they like they they take the art design of having like a uh, 32 or 16 or an 8-bit system and, and they apply those graphics what i will say is like i sometimes feel like i i am a little out of place like i'm not really playing a game because of like either that it's zoomed in too much or zoomed out too much or they're trying too hard to make the controls like legible for whatever controller you're playing with um But yeah, I, I you, you know I, I think like at least with Donkey Kong the formula is already there. You don't need much much more than that. And I am one of those people. <laughs> Donkey Kong Two is probably just as good as Donkey Kong. Like I love those games. I never would have known they were on the fucking Switch. I paid for that fucking Nintendo thing, and I was like, oh hell yeah! I can't wait to play all these games. I like, got on there, and I was like, well, there's only one, so I'm gonna cancel this real quick. But I have it for a year, <laughs> and then never did anything on there like ever again. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, bloodbath. I would like to see at least like you like platforming games as much as I do. I would like to see some of
2: those older games be
3: put onto something that I have access to right
2: now. Yeah. Uh, trop tropical freeze definitely feels different. So I think if you're really, if you're really dialed into how those original games, uh, feel and how they play and, and, and you, you need that speed to be exactly the same. I think that will definitely mess with you. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not as familiar. Uh, <laughs> so like when I played Tropical Freeze, I had a great time. It didn't feel strange or different to me at all. But I think it comes down to like if you if you played it a million uh, you know a million times over, I think you're really locked into that. It certainly might feel a little strange.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. I played the. They called it like New Super Mario Brothers U or whatever it was for the Wii U, the side-scrolling Mario game, and I thought that felt great to play. But I am someone who doesn't like playing the old Mario games anymore. I like the way the new ones feel more. So that's like right up my alley, as opposed to like because I didn't grow up playing those old Mario games at my house the way a lot of people did. So. Again, like Jordan said, I'm not super dialed into and have like thousands of hours of muscle memory playing old Mario games. So I like the way the new ones feel. They feel a lot more fluid uh, than the old games did. Fair enough.
2: So, Jordan, what's your number one? So my number one uh, is from 1998 on the PlayStation 1. And that is Metal Gear Solid yeah shit Good i answer. just I just love this game so much uh I was ten years old when it came out, and it was like i i mean everything was next level, so the story, the music uh the cutscenes um the sort of Japanese melodrama uh it really is such a it has everything. Um, it was one of the first games that I started to speed run because I learned it so well. Um, yeah. I mean emotional cutscenes, uh definitely over the over the top and, and very sort of emo, if you were to watch it now. But like as a ten-year-old, I was like, this is serious and war is hell. Like I loved <laughs> that game so much. <laughs> um and, 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 and yet in in the next cutscene you have to uh, hide in a cardboard box, and a wolf will pee on you, and you can sneak past them. Like, it, you know, it's they're amazing. If, if you haven't played that first one, um, it's truly a masterpiece.
0: Yeah, I haven't played the, or, I haven't played any of the mainline Metal Gear Solid games. Um, I just recently played Metal Gear Rising Revengeance for like the second or yeah second time, and so I started to think like, okay, I really love that game. Uh, rising that game rules. I maybe it's time to like go back and play the original Metal Gear Solid games. And so I looked on PlayStation, they don't sell them. It's not on PS Now where you can stream the old uh PlayStation games, not on there either. Uh it's not on Steam and so I'm like okay, I guess I'm emulating uh the Metal Gear Solid uh 1 through 3. So I downloaded some ROMs. I'm planning on going back to them. And I really love Death Stranding too, so I I think that Kojima is like not the sage of wisdom that he thinks he is with his stories, but I think the over the top stuff like really works for me. Uh, I find it to be more funny than like, you know, impactful at this point in my life, but I definitely do want to play it. And I agree with you. It's fucking weird that you can't play one of the most famous games of all time on a modern console.
2: It's it's such a shame. So they they made uh you know they did a remake for the GameCube called Twin Snakes, which is extra silly. Um, <laughs> and then and then they they did a package on the PS3 that right. collects the original PS1, and that's it. So yeah, it, definitely your your options are very limited. But uh, man, I mean, just the boss fights, the imagination, uh, you know. And I'm somebody that does fall into the camp of I think. Kojima is a genius like I think he, he's so silly um, and, and I think the world would be better off with more creators like him
0: it, it's interesting to me to think about like did you play Death Stranding because I guess that's my like big point of reference you yeah, did I did yeah yeah so like Death Stranding has a bunch of these things that I think are funny because they're so strange but i can't shake the feeling that i think kojima thinks that they're super deep and i don't know if that's a conversation we want to go into like deeply <laughs> on this podcast but yeah. i find those things funny in the same way that i think like made for tv sci-fi movies are really funny and like great yeah. that's what i yeah. get from kojima and so i yeah. want more of that
2: yeah absolutely
0: did you, any of you other guys play metal gear solid
3: so correct me if I'm wrong, Jordan, is there like a secret in metal gear solid where you're like looking for like posters of scantily clad women? Is that, is that, is that that's, correct?
2: That's in, uh, in metal gear solid two and three. There's If you open up lockers, (laughs) you'll see, like, fold-outs, like, taped up in lockers,
3: yeah. When I was a little kid, my aunt had a boyfriend who had a PlayStation, and uh, I remember just reading on the internet that, like, one of the things in the game you search for, scantily clad women, uh, pictures of them, posters in lockers anyways, and uh, I remember... I have one like pretty vague memory of me like playing it when they were in the room. Cause they wouldn't let me play it. Cause I'm four or five or whatever the fuck. And just me being like, all right, all right, where are the lockers? I got to find this before uh, my aunt gets back or whatever. So, I didn't really play the games. I am very like well aware of like their significance in you know like video game culture. Uh, but the one memory I have is being like I know there are posters of women in bikinis around here somewhere. How do I figure this out before my <laughs> head comes back into the room?
0: Uh huh. <laughs> Fair enough then. Uh, let's get into honorable mentions, and we'll go lightning round through honorable mentions. Uh, I'll get started. I have three. Uh the first one is Mother 3, the sequel to Earthbound, uh which again I can play it, I have it emulated, but I would like for it to be like properly released with a translation that's not a fan translation and stuff like that. Uh the next one is Pokemon Black and White 2 because it's the Pokemon game that people say actually has a decent story, the only one, but I don't want to go back to the old way Pokemon was uh, without all the quality of life changes that have been made along the way and uh last one is rhythm heaven uh, which is if you've played warioware and you know how goofy those games are this is a rhythm game made by the same people so it's just goofy as fuck really good rhythm game those are my honorable mentions
3: i don't think i've played any of those games and i play video games i have no idea what any of those games you set
0: were. well you know what earthbound is sequel to oh Earthbound. right I I, I
3: I never mother played Earthbound. mother three is the game either. that
0: stars uh stars lucas from smash brothers he's the main character i hate lucas so so much <laughs> all right what's your honorable <laughs> mention aaron
3: i also have a little list uh the just the uh amount of like ps1 rpgs that i don't have access to anymore uh final fantasy tactics final fantasy VI um lunar silver star story complete uh star ocean the second story vagrant story those are all really good rpgs uh mario super sluggers i i i wish that mario would come out with another baseball game or at least let me play that and then an old school computer game i used to have called traffic department and i know that's another really weird one but it's it's just this game i played as a little kid that i would like to uh play now but for real the honorable mentions are all those uh ps1 rpgs that i just don't have access to anymore
0: I will just throw this, I know I've told you this before, but for the listeners, um, Final Fantasy Tactics has an iOS port, so if you have an iPhone or an iPad, you can play it, especially if you have an iPad, it is really good, it's like an excellent version of the game, you can like use the touch screen to rotate the map and stuff like that, it's really good, uh, but playing games on my phone, I can't yeah. Can't. do, I, it. Yeah. Can't do so it, if you, have, and there's an, if you a... have a tablet, try it.
3: Yeah, there's a six uh, pixel remaster that uh, is on those as well. I just don't count anything I can play on my phone as a game because I never will play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more specifically, Star Ocean, the second story, really good RPG that nobody ever talks about anymore. So
0: I, I have it. I'm, it's on my list. It's on my uh, my 3DS with all the other emulated games.
2: Aaron, uh, I'm Alan. shocked you didn't. Aaron, uh, just to jump in real fast. Aaron, yeah. I'm shocked you didn't say Super Mario RPG with your boy Malo.
3: So I want, because uh, we named our main character the musical after him. Good point. <laughs> good point, Jordan. Uh, I feel like you can play Super Mario RPG on the Switch, because I definitely thought about it, but I thought there it was on the Nintendo it's, subscription. I could I could be wrong. Not, nope. Okay, cool. So yeah, good point then, Jordan. Love that fucking game and uh, love our musical, baby. Smooch.
0: Okay, I'm going to bite my tongue. Alan, what's your honorable mention? <laughs>
4: Um, I, I too have a short list. Um, I'd like to see Rogue Squadron from the Nintendo 64. I'd like to play that. God Um, damn, Alan. I'd like to see. Thank you, buddy. Uh, I'd also like to see Twisted Metal. Um. Oh, yeah, dude. I thought that game was a lot of fun. Uh, what else did I have here? Oh, um. I would like to see Pokemon Snap using the augmented reality that they use in, or at least like the geolocation stuff that they used in Pokemon Go. Um, I would also like a remake of Frank Thomas Big Hurt Baseball with the <laughs> 1995 Cleveland Indians roster. I was just going to say, using the Objectively these old roster. a great yeah. answer. Yep, yep. The Orioles um, were good back then. <laughs> yeah, Dude. no, that would be, it would work for everybody
0: vr pokemon snap would be so fucking cool i wouldn't n- it? You'd, you'd never see me again That's, like i
4: said i had a couple ideas that would make people some money unfortunately oregon trail was already there so i mean i guess only one idea but someone get on that pokemon snap thing too um and then oh yeah uh star wars angry bird uh because you can't even buy it anymore and it's really <laughs> a pretty messed up situation.
0: I knew, I literally knew think every,
3: every video game podcast, Alan talks about Star Wars Angry Birds. Yep. That's the, it's to into a meme. That's
1: very yep. funny.
0: Top three <laughs> horror games, Star Wars Angry Birds is coming out. Clearly. <laughs> Alright, Bloodbath, how about you?
1: Uh, at, honestly, Alan said one of my picks, uh, which was Rogue Squadron um i feel like okay. that. yeah yeah i feel like rogue squadron Fair is enough. like a game like they've done flight simulators and star wars games that you fly ships but like none of them are quite as good as that one so uh yeah that's my pick
0: yeah i still think the best star wars like fu- star fighting game was in star wars battlefront 2 that's still yes. i think the best I, like space battle star so wars good. game
4: I don't even think that needs a remake though. I mean, like I, it's it, it on my computer a remake, right now. And the
0: Remake is terrible.
4: Oh, it got like a reboot, right?
0: No, it got like a full, See, and that's,
4: full remake. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't understand what the difference is. I, you, you
2: guys don't have
0: to try to explain it to me. It, it would take all night. <laughs> all right, Jordan, what's your honorable mention?
2: Yeah. So I have, uh, Uh, A game that is not a very good game, but one that I love is Jurassic Park for the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Um, Then Spider-Man for the PS1. uh, (laughs) As well as all of the old Turtles games, but uh, they just announced a collection. So they're going to bring all the old Ninja Turtle games back to modern consoles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like 13 games for like 30 bucks altogether. So really excited for that to come out. an arcade. That
3: Jurassic Park Sega game is... Like a top tier Sega game too. That game
1: was so awesome. Oh good! I have a Ninja Turtles arcade cabinet in my in this room right now. So I'm feeling the turtles.
4: <laughs> does it does it work? Unlike Aaron's yeah. Star Wars arcade weird cabinet. Recording.
1: I'll I'll turn the video on so it doesn't fuck everything up, and you can. I'll turn it on for you. You can see.
4: It nice. works,
1: Alan. You just don't <laughs>
4: know how to spell on. <laughs> I may not know how to spell on, but it still doesn't work.
0: So let's get into listener responses, of which uh, we had more responses than the template uh, that I usually have uh, would hold. So thank you very much. We had to add extra space in the document for listener responses. People like retro games. And uh, there's so many games on here that we didn't mention that people wish would be brought forward. Again, that, that same thing, like why can't we play these games? So I'll get us started with Keith of the Main Quest Podcast, whose number three is Tomba. Never heard of that. Probably pronouncing it wrong. Uh, number two, Brave Fencer Musashi. Number one, Final Fantasy Tactics. And honorable mention, as uh, very on brand for Keith, Waifu Discovered Two.
3: I don't know what that game is, but I know what that game is. Brave you Fencer do. Musashi, awesome
0: choice. Let me uh, uh, let me just let me just a uh, quick. Quick thing about waifu discovered 2, Uh Keith has done podcasts about it, and it has a it has a mode called one hand mode. Or one finger mode, actually. One finger <laughs> mode. So there you go. That's all you so need to about that game. That's
4: so <laughs> terrible.
3: <laughs> oh man. All right. Next up we have Craig P. Number three. Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. Number two. Kirby Squeaks Squeak Squad uh, Number one Kirby Tilt and Tumble Objectively the best Kirby game uh, An honorable mention to Leisure Suit Larry How does he know what Leisure Suit Larry leisure is? Leisure Suit Larry
0: is like the Legit like the worst game I've ever played That's It's horrible
3: how, how does he
4: know about that? <laughs>
0: we were um, all young once
4: uh, Next up we have Chris N, who's number three is Tenshu, number two is Parasite Eve, number one is Mega Man Legend series, and honorable mention is Xeno Gears. Parasite Eve was I don't, such a good I don't
1: know fucking what any of game.
4: That
3: is. It was such. It was like one of the first M-rated RPGs that ever existed.
1: It was. I loved Parasite Eve. All right, next up, we've got Rick from Pixel Project Radio Podcast. Number three is Blast Chamber. Number two is Xenosaga, And number one is Xeno Gears with an honorable mention to Donkey Kong 64 and
2: Gex. Boom. And then we have Jake, who's got number three, he's got Sacred. Number two is Fallout 2. Number one is Dino Crisis uh, with an honorable mention is uh, Bloodborne in Three Years. <laughs> Yikes! I'd love to go
3: play those old Fallout games, though. I thought about those, but Dude. I I never played them, so I can't be excited about it. But I've always wanted to play Fallout One and Two.
0: I played both of them a couple years ago, and they're pretty good. Like that's what I hear. Yeah, i hear they're you fun. Need some uh, you need some mods to fix up a bunch of bugs and stuff, but other than that, they're they're pretty good.
2: They hold up pretty well, I think. Yeah, I was so excited for Fallout Three before that came out in two thousand and eight that I went and bought Fallout 1 and 2 and played them all the way through mm-hmm. um, and really loved them. I mean, they're really open and really wacky, so.
0: Yeah, and you can buy them on Steam now for like 75 cents each. Like, <laughs> legit, like get a bundle that costs $1. fifty. So, next up is Ryan from the List Off podcast, a fellow List podcast, our brothers. Number three, Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem. Number two, Ocarina of Time, uh, which you can play on the Switch, but they fucked up the uh, like the emulated version. So let's let's get a real release here, Nintendo. Uh, number one, Final Fantasy VI has been done in that pixel remaster, but those pixel remasters look like trash to me. I don't. They look so I don't fucking stupid,
3: dude. No, me neither. So I, I don't. I'm I don't Ryan. like Final I Fantasy. Want, I want
0: the I want the Super Nintendo graphics for Final Fantasy VI. I want the menus to look the way they did. I don't want them to look like shitty phone games, which is what they look like to me, the Pixel remasters.
3: And I'll go even a step further, and I I would be more excited for a Final Fantasy VI remake the way they're doing Final Fantasy VII than I would be about you know the rest of the Final Fantasy VII remake. To me, VI is a perfect video game, and I would love to see it uh, with what they can do now. Um, next up, we have... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, like, you know why they had to do or why they're doing the pixel remasters because they put all of those old final fantasy games on phones and they changed the way all the sprites look and they look terrible and everyone complained. So then square Enix being the beautiful and loving company that they are, we're like, Oh, okay. We'll just make new games with the pixel art again. And we'll charge you again for them.
3: We will make a profit. And now you will see because Uh, we're
0: square Enix and we hate (laughs) gamers. (laughs) <laughs>
3: yeah dude uh next up we have jared from the play along podcast uh his number three is legend of zelda spirit tracks and phantom hourglass in the new lynx awakening art style again not a f- fan but like yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe if it wasn't on Link's Awakening, I would be more drawn to it. Number two, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon: Explorers of the Sky. Number one, Soul Calibur two. Soul Caliber two, another one of those good side by side fighting games that I actually do enjoy.
0: Yeah, I think Jared put a note in there that I forgot to copy over where it was like put Link back in Soul Caliber. Yep,
3: that's the one. And there's also I don't remember which system it was, but you could play as Yoda, which I also thought was really cool.
2: That's Soul Caliber four, Aaron.
3: I said what I said.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next up is Ratboy, a longtime listener and uh, your source for information on overthrowing the government, hardcore pornography and, the troubling stone fruit shortage going on right
2: now. Uh, <laughs> About has, Alan's uh,
3: best joke of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you go 100% here and nowhere else? That's so
4: fun. That is so funny, uh, <laughs> uh, Number three, he has Pokemon Red, which is uh, truly excellent. I consider it for my list. I want to play it on my cell phone. Uh, number two is just Ken Griffey Jr., Ken Griffey Jr. winning run I I don't know if that's the name of the game but change it to anytime you hit a home run it plays the Tom Brenneman <laughs> and that's a long fly ball into deep left field um, <laughs> I'm so glad I that's think, a meme that's so funny I, uh, and number one is Simpsons hit and run it's good, good.
1: alright all right. Next up, we have Corey P. with his number three, Dark Cloud. Number two, Dark Cloud Two, and number one, Jade Cocoon.
3: Dark Cloud and Dark Cloud Two are fucking objectively great RPGs, but you can play them on, I think, any system. Uh, Jade Cocoon is a great answer. Uh, another one of those old PS One RPGs that kind of got lost in time, but that or Jade God. Cocoon is a great answer.
0: Dark Cloud, those games are on um, PS Now, so you can play them. And when, when uh, Sony switches over to like that thing where you don't have to stream all these games and you can actually download some of them, I bet you can download and play Dark Cloud and Dark Cloud 2.
3: And Dark Cloud 2 is like an all-time RPG to me. I really love that game.
2: Sweet. Next up, we have Andrea. Uh, number three is Mickey Mouse Capade. Number two is Donkey Konga. And number one is a game that I don't think is real called Sim Ant. <laughs> is that a real game? <laughs> I
3: don't know. I don't know. She just responded just like, okay, so clearly it's a simulation game where you're an ant. Uh, but I, I, I don't know enough about Sim Games. I was thinking like
4: an that, ant bar. Sim, I'm looking it up, guys. Yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, no, that's got to be where it,
2: it is. And Donkey Konga is an all-time great, if you guys haven't played that. Super good game. Super good game. Next up, we have
0: Taylor H., whose number three is Primal Rage. Number two is Pong, The Next Level, which also sounds made up. Uh, And number (laughs) one is Barbie Horse Adventures, which is definitely not made up, and there are probably 18 (laughs) games in that series.
4: You
3: got it from, like, Burger King. (laughs) Uh, next up we have Tony F number three, commander keen Four, secret of the Oracle. I've played the commander keen games on old school PC. And like, I remember I had commander keen Two, and I love that fucking game. So shout outs to commander King. Next up, we have King's quest four at his number two air today, gone tomorrow. And the most made up sounding video game <laughs> name we've come across so far as is number one mega race. <laughs> Don't know what Mega Race is,
2: but I kind of want me to, I kind of want to figure out what. It's the one, Mega Race. I think that one is like there's a race, but there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, where everything's good, really good big. you
4: have played a lot of them, Jordan. <laughs> oh, uh, that one, this is on me, obviously. Okay, so next up is Jess, who's number three is Echo the Dolphin Defender of the Future. Yeah, which is clearly <laughs> some sort of sequel to Echo <laughs> the Dolphin the original um which is troublesome. Number 2, Sonic Adventure <laughs> and number 1 Simpson's Road, <laughs> Range. Simpsons Road Rage. Simpson's Road Rage is
2: fucking awesome.
4: Yeah.
2: It's such that. a good game. Both of those Simpsons driving games I have such good memories of.
3: Yeah, it's Crazy Taxi, but with all the Simpsons characters, not Road Raid. Wait, or uh, yeah, yeah, it's Crazy Taxi, with Simpsons characters. That was fucking popping off at the time, dude.
1: That's pretty all cool. Alright, next up we have Matthew uh, number three, Legend <laughs> of Zelda, number two, Star Fox 64, and number one, Goldeneye.
3: Goldeneye's a good answer. One I expected to hear tonight.
1: I, I was gonna throw it out there. I just Dave, our N64 episode shit on Goldeneye so hard.
0: I was just like, all right. Go. <laughs> yeah, Goldeneye sucks. I don't know what to tell you. Like,
2: You're I would love to play Star Fox back, 64 eh? though.
0: And Star Fox 64 is so good. The actually, I think Star Fox 64 and The Legend of Zelda, like the original, are both on the the Switch Online thing. But I totally get it if people are like. I want to play this without paying a subscription service to Nintendo. So, I totally get that.
2: Yeah. Yep. Also, I keep hearing rumors that they're going to re-release the original 64 Golden Eye, So, we'll see if that comes true.
3: I'd I, I try it out. I, I love that game. Why not? Nintendo make me pay $80, but...
0: Actually, our friends at Pixel Project Radio, uh, Rick, who was a guest on our show before... They recently did an episode on GoldenEye where they talked about how there's a mod, uh, if you play it on PC, on an emulator, there's a way to configure it with mouse and keyboard so it controls like a modern game and not like an N64 game, and they said it was actually really fun that way. So um, yeah, just throwing that out there, and shout out to Pixel Project Radio as always.
2: That's awesome. Uh, next up is Kevin M. Number three is Time Splitters, number two is Super Off Road, and number one is Mario Super Sluggers. That fucking Mario Super Sluggers is such a good game. Mario Kevin knows. You played
3: that in college all the time. Yeah, they're, they they always hit.
0: Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic about the new Mario Strikers game. It'll probably be fun, but it'll probably be half finished because that's what Nintendo does with Mario <laughs> sports games
3: now. And $60 until
0: 2028. No, it'll be $60 until it is not being, you know, sold digitally anymore. It will never go on sale because again, Nintendo. Um mm-hmm. next up mm-hmm. is Craig R. Whose number three is Simpsons Road Rage. Number two, again, Mario Super Sluggers slash Backyard Baseball. I quote, "I just want a fun baseball game." End quote. Craig, may I introduce you to Super Mega Baseball Three? Yep, which is a fucking fun baseball game. Yep, you oh, love it, so Greg. Good. Number one, Spanky's Quest. Which, uh, let me look that one up. <laughs> and honorable mention, Time Splitters Two
3: objectively great first person shooting game
2: next up we have jim who says metal gear solid 3 snake eater uh number two the lord of the rings battle for middle earth the the rise of the witch king probably the longest title in a video game ever and then (laughs) number one the first star wars battlefront two
0: yeah yeah So the one for the the one for the Xbox and GameCube and stuff, not the stupid remake. Correct. All right.
3: So, Jordan, you pick a winner, dude. Who wins the uh, honorable mention or the listener responses list? Who wins?
2: Uh, Honestly, I'm going to say Simpsons Hit and Run
3: no 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 I, yeah oh wait who said who said that who said zit? oh man? no
2: you
0: can't oh. say rat boy one that'll rat cause boy, an international dude? incident jesus <laughs> guys, I,
2: <laughs> christ jordan guys, you keep, i'm an outsider okay i don't know what i'm saying
0: <laughs> yeah <sighs> okay fair enough all right rat fine boy. rat boy wins rat boy wins this will embolden rat boy on all of his deviancy for the next six months but he wins <laughs> so Thank you, everybody who wrote in with your top threes. We appreciate you very much, uh, even you, Ratboy. And if you would like to participate in future episodes and have your top threes included in the show, the best way to do that is to join our Discord server where we have uh, places to submit your lists. And as well as doing that, you can also chat with lots of cool people. We have a bunch of nice people in the Discord talking about video games, but also talking about all kinds of other topics. Uh, So go ahead, check in the show notes. You'll find an invite link to join the Discord server. We would love to have you. Other ways you can participate are by following on social media. Again, check the show notes. You'll find our Instagram and Twitter pages and stuff down there. And uh, yeah. Oh, this is a good time. Since this is a video game episode, if you like video games and you like podcasts about video games, I have a podcast about video games. It's called Tales from the Backlog. And uh, on that show in the past, you have heard Aaron several times. Uh, You will hear Alan in the coming months. (laughs) You will hear Alan soon on there. And uh, we're working on finding a game that Bloodbath and I can agree on. You will hear Bloodbath. and uh, yeah want to put this out there too jordan it's been a good time talking games with you dude and if you would like to come on tales from the backlog and talk too, you're welcome but for now thanks for coming
2: on man this has been a good time yeah thank you so much for having me it's been a blast talking to you guys
3: i love you so much dude i missed <laughs> you
0: all right calm down there
4: <laughs> <laughs> is congratulations on there. your he's got he, steam he's like coming
0: pick. out of his ears Jordan,
3: congratulations on your recent engagement, and I could not be more happy
0: for you, dude. And uh, I love you, man. I hope we can talk more.
2: Thanks, buddy. I love you, too.
0: All right. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And yeah, I think we covered most of that stuff. If you want to support the show, the best thing to do is to hit subscribe. And if you've enjoyed the show, consider leaving a rating and review if you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Podcast Addict, or any other platform that allows ratings and or reviews. So again, thanks so much. Come join the Discord, come chat about the episode. Let's talk some retro games, and we'll see everybody next time.
4: Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.